Amen. Whenever you have an opportunity to minister to the precious children of God, please see it as a privilege. And I'm not taking this lightly because I know that a word that you can pick from here this morning can turn your life around forever. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. I hope we're having fun in camp. Okay. If I have not known your name, don't worry, I'll get to know your name. I know that's a gift God has given to me. Praise God. Okay, this morning, I quickly want to just talk about, basically, on our theme, the supernatural. 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 And I believe in, in Africa, and especially in Nigeria, we, we know about the supernatural. We don't even need anybody to tell us about the supernatural. Even if you say you don't want to know, Nollywood must show you the supernatural. Isn't it? Okay? By definition, supernatural means that which is attributable to a force beyond scientific explanation. A supernatural act is that which is attributable to a force beyond scientific explanation or normal human nature, normal nature. So once it goes beyond scientific explanation, then we can attribute it to supernatural, right? Somebody who we were discussing, you know, somebody was talking about Spider-Man. We know about Spider-Man, right? Yeah. My son has made me to know about Spider-Man, whether I like it or not. And he said, see, Oyubu carry their own, they make money. They turn out to Spider-Man. Hmm? He said, in, in Africa, he said, who are our own Spider-Man or Spider-Man? He said, it's the Juju people now. He said, they should put it together and make money with it. What I'm saying is supernatural. The things that Spider-Man does is beyond what a normal human being can do, right? We were at the airport, and my son, I was with him. He looked at the, he looked at the roof. This was during the weekend. He looked at the roof. He said, that, 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 that's a ladder. I said, yeah, it's a ladder, you know, the way it's designed. I said, it's a ladder, but it's lying horizontally. Nobody can climb it. He said, no, Spider-Man can climb it. I said, okay, that's a sharp boy. <laughs> I like it because his father told him what his father knows. And he now told his father what he also knows, right? Praise God. Cartoons and all that have made things, whatever you can imagine, 
You can put it in cartoon and make it real, isn't it? And we'll believe. We'll sit down, we'll pay money, and we're watching it. Animations. Isn't it? Praise God. Supernatural. Somebody said that. Okay. When we are talking about supernatural, you have in black Africa, we, if you say somebody's a witch, nobody is going to argue with you, isn't it? You just assume, okay, it's a witch, all right? Yeah. You say, ah, that guy, that my stepmother, if you see what he did to us, they say he's the one, or rather, she's the one that is responsible for all our problems. We believe straight away, isn't it? Because we have seen these things happen over and over and over. So for us in Africa, the things that move beyond the natural realm is not, it's not um, all that new to us. Praise God. Praise God. That is supernatural in the negative realm. You know, when people start arguing and they said, um, this thing I'm talking about, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and all that, are they really, really real? I asked them, do you believe in evil powers? They said, of course, there are evil powers. Everybody knows there are evil powers. If you believe there are evil powers, why don't you believe that that's a counterfeit of the real thing? Praise God. This morning, I'm not really going to come here and Stand here and exhort the devil. I don't have time for him. But I'm here to exhort my king. Jesus Christ. When we talk about supernatural, somebody said that if you remove the supernatural from Christianity, Christianity is hollow. It falls flat. And that is what distinguishes Christianity from every other religion. If you succeed in taking the supernatural away from Christianity, there is nothing in it anymore. And that is why, if you know this is the pillar of what you believe, then we will do ourselves a favor to have a good grasp of it. Praise God. Praise God. If we look at the birth of Jesus Christ, it was supernatural. It has never been heard before that a woman could conceive without a man and give birth. Right? It happened. So I'm saying, okay, it's only the Christian religion that believes that, hey, you can check the Islamic religion too. They believe that Jesus was conceived of a virgin Mary. And whether anybody believes it or not, it happened. It was beyond medical explanation. When we look at his life, right? The way he lived. You find out that every step of his life was supernatural. How do you explain, you know... Um, Okay, let's even get to his birth. Let's get to his birth before we get to how he lived. How do you explain angels appearing to men? 
breaking through protocols of nature to tell them that unto us this day a king is born in David's city. It wasn't only told to one person, wasn't only two. And the Bible says, out of every two or more witnesses, every word is established. That is supernatural. Looking at, it, looking at it naturally, you would have thought that this person that was prophesied thousands of years before he came as the king of kings, I would have expected him to arrive with horsemen and chariots and all that, right? And probably would have born in the king's palace. If he must be born, he would have been born in the king's palace. I'm sure if we are given a choice today to be born, do you think you would have wanted to be born where you are born? No. Let's be real. Let's be real. Now, if you are given the opportunity to choose where you are going to be born, eh? let's be real now. In the Nigeria of today, would you have chosen to be born in Nigeria? Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. Just follow me. Just follow me. But the one who created the earth himself, created both heaven and earth, who existed even before the planets came to being, decided not to come like the king that we would have expected. That's the natural way. If you're a king, front your kingship, isn't it? He decided to come through a maiden called Mary that had literally no name and wasn't born in the best of hospitals. Like, if, 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 you, want to, if you want to give a birth today, like in Nigeria now, I'm thinking of which hospital, like in Abuja, which hospital will you want to go to? There are hospitals It's a symbol. I will tell you, I had because once they say I had my baby in deep, we know that you have dropped money. Status. Jesus did not choose to be born in the best of hospitals then, but he chose to be born in a manger. For me, that is supernatural. Hallelujah. Okay? For me, that is supernatural. Check out his life. At the age of 12, we are told, he was in the temple discussing with professors of law. 12. It's like my daughter Chimamanda now sitting down with big professors and discussing the law and discussing it in depth. Not just talking, okay, I was told. No. And when the parents could not see him, they had to go back. 
And when they went back and saw him, I said, son, why, or rather, where have you been? You know, we've been looking for you for these past days. He said, you should have known. I'll be about doing my father's business. By 12, he understood. Or rather, he knew what the business of the father was. Praise God. For me, that's supernatural. Now, check his baptism. As he appeared before John, John recognized him because it was spoken of him before that these things will come to be. Once you see the person that the Holy Ghost alights on, he's the one. And immediately he saw him. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole world. And John said, uh-uh. I shouldn't baptize you. You are the one that is supposed to baptize me. He understood. And Jesus, who is God himself, he said, no. Suffer it to be so. Do it. He humbled himself and was baptized by a mere man. For me, that is supernatural. And then the Holy Spirit led him. The devil did not lead him into the wilderness, right? I'm sure we are Bible students. It was the Holy Spirit that led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Why? Because first Adam was tempted. The Bible talks about loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes, and pride of life. And if you go through if Adam temptation, they were hinged on these three things. And the second Adam had to be tempted the same way. And was taken to the wilderness and was tempted in all those three areas. First, lust of the flesh. You are hungry. Today you find out that so many people do so many things. Many atrocities are committed on this earth because of stomach infrastructure. Are we hearing me? And devil knows that is a great weapon. The hunger in a man is the, one of the greatest weapons you can use on that man. Satan used it on him. Say, hey guy, I know they say that you are the son of God. Yeah, son of God, turn this stone into bread. So that everybody will know. He knew Jesus was hungry. So when you are being tempted to do things, Today, because of your appetite, because of your hunger and your thirst, remember Jesus was also tempted. And he won in that battle. Amen. Amen. Devil looked at it, okay. He took him to the pinnacle. He said, okay. You can jump from this place because it is written. He started quoting the Bible. <laughs> Devil will quote the Bible to you. He said, for it is written, he will give his angels charge over you. He was quoting Psalms. Jesus wasn't going to give in to the devil to obey him. 
Because the scripture says that him to whom you obey, to that person's servant, you become. And he didn't do it. Devil saw that he has lost <clears throat> in that one. He said, okay, pride of life. Okay. He took him up. No. Loss of the flesh, loss of the pride of life. Then he took him up and said, look at this city. Beautiful. Isn't it glorious? You know, when you pass through Abuja, some of us that probably if you came from my village and all of a sudden you are transported to Abuja here, you say, wow. If Abuja is like this, only God knows what heaven will be like, isn't it? He showed it to Jesus. He said, see, yeah, these things, you know, ba, they were given to me. He knew, Jesus knew. And he said, I can, I can easily hand it over to you. He thought he was smart. He said, what all that you need to do is to do what? Bow down before me. And Jesus told him, no way. There is only one person that we can bow down to. Our knees can bow down to. So when the world tells you that you must bow down to money, because he talked about mammon, because that's the pressure that the young people go through. And say, go for big brother Niger. You understand what I'm saying, right? It was sad. I, I, I read in one of the news, there was a girl that was in one of the prominent churches. I'm not going to mention the name. You know, and I think she was in the choir. And she attended the screening for the Big Brother Niger. And she said, wait, whatever they tell me to do, I will do so long as they bring the money. So you find that devil has not manufactured any new temptation. You see the same old, old temptations that he is repackaging. Repackaging it. And for some of us that are glued to Big Brother Niger, God deliver you in Jesus' name. That thing shouldn't take your time. It shouldn't take your time. It shouldn't take your time. Okay? Your eyes are the windows into your spirit. Your window, the windows into your heart. And what you see, you internalize. And what you internalize, you bring forth. What you see, what you hear, you internalize. And when it has matured, it must come forth. There are no two ways about it. Because in watching, sitting down, you sit down. I don't know how long they show it. But you sit down there, you watch what? Then you are waiting for the next one. What are they, where, where are they now? Who is the one that they have kicked out? Who is the one that they have kicked in and all that? See, devil, if you use, spend such time praying, your life will be different. Are we hearing me? Okay, big brother Niger will be for another time. So, Jesus defeated Satan completely. For me, that is supernatural. And because of that victory, that is why we are here today. Please, I need your attention. I'm still going somewhere. I'm still going somewhere and I want to go with you. I don't want to lose you on the way. And from there, Jesus' ministry started. 
Check out his ministry. There was no place where Jesus went to and there was anybody that was sick that he didn't heal. Are we hearing me? There was no place he went to and saw somebody that was oppressed or demon possessed that he didn't cast out the demon. The one that touches me most is the, the widow of Nain. Jesus was passing. And then they were carrying this woman's son, the only son, to go and bury. The only son, number one, she's a widow. That means no husband to get another child. And that's the only son, the only child that she had was dead. And was being carried to go to be buried. And Jesus stopped them. Touched it. And he got up. You can imagine the joy in the mother's heart. That is supernatural. Amen. Amen. You can, you can catalog it. So many, so many, so many things he did. And of course, he knew that the thing that is able to set man free was the word, the word, the word, the word. And that was why he preached and preached and preached, you know. If I preach more than one hour now, some of us will sleep on me. But Jesus preached for three days, three days, three nights. And people were thronging. They forgot to eat food. For you to be listening to, to a message or to, yeah, to the preaching for three days and not eat. If you ask me, that is supernatural. Okay? And by the time he finished, the disciples said, send them away. He said, no. He said, you give them something. Give them something. And they said, even if we are going to gather salary for how many years, it cannot feed these people. We are looking at 5,000 men and their families. New, King, New Living Translation says 5,000 men and their families. I think that should be Mark, Maxis. Yeah. So, what we are looking at, and we know where you have men, the ratio of men in church, the ratio of men to women and children is almost one to four or one to five. So if men were 5,000, let's even be conservative. You have a minimum of 15,000 people there. Are we hearing me? And what did he do? He said, what do you have? And for me, that is key to the workings of supernatural. Because that is the life God has called you into. That is the life God has called me into. And most of the times, God will ask you, what do you have with you? What can you give me to work with? And that's the tragedy, the tragedy of, of 
in quotes, the Christian life in our country is that you find out that there are so many people that are in church doing activities, activities, activities. And the Lord is asking them, okay, you finished praying. What do you have in your hands that I can multiply? And they're still waiting. And their eyes are on men to give them. If your eyes are on men, I can assure you one thing. They will fail you. And Jesus asked, what do you have? He said, well, all we have here is just a little boys, you know, lunch pack. And Jesus will always take those things that we look down on to bring a miracle. And why I'm saying this is because where God is taking you to, you must understand this bit that you don't need to be, um, what do I call it now? One, you don't need to be a, I don't know the term, terminology used now, but in my days we call it Jinjim, brother or Jinjim, sister. That means hyper spiritual person to pray for somebody that is sick to receive his or her healing. You don't. You don't need a truckload of food to feed 5,000 men and their families. You don't. All that he is asking, can you trust me and bring the little you have? And as you put it in his hands, he multiplies it. That is supernatural. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Wawap, we have seen the supernatural. Plenty, plenty, plenty. And that's why I'm saying, I'm, we are discussing this for the interest of the younger ones so that you know this thing is real. Our people have gone for 8 mile. Yeah, that's the just crew. And they went for 8 mile. 8 mile, that's our outreach, medical outreach. And they got there. There was a particular element that was you know, predominant in the place. And the drugs they had, they had few drugs. But the doctors kept on prescribing the drug. Kept on prescribing the drug. And the drug was multiplying. Kept on prescribing. And the drug refused to finish. And I think the trip is about three hours from just. I think so. As they were prescribing, the drugs refused to finish. Until... Our crew from Joss came with more supplies as they came. The one they had, they are now finished. My day is supernatural. We are not telling you of the things that happened only in the Bible. We are telling you of the things that happened before our eyes. Last year, book camp, we've told this to the people that were in Abuja here and probably some of the leaders. Last year, boot camp, I remember... It was a Saturday, Saturday morning. I had meeting, finished having meeting with the leaders. And then I was about to go. And if I came and met me, the son could see. I said, yeah. <laughs> he said that we need to pay the people, the owners of the facility. I said, okay, money will come. He said, no, Uncle see, I mean that the people are here. They need their money. <laughs> and by then, I go, well, I didn't have anything in my account. I said, the money will come. 
He said, she looked at me like Uncle C. And I think by then we were still owing them about 500 plus or so. And we needed to pay also the woman that was cooking and all that and all that. I said, Eva, the money will come. This was around 2 o'clock. Two she is here. I think she's somewhere here. In case, in case you think Uncle C is telling us for boom. She is here. We have how many of them that witnessed this? I told her the money will come. I left. I went back home. Just as Mickey told us. I went back and slept. Refreshed. What do I do? Like in myself. Ah, if, if God has sent me, if he doesn't bring the money. It's his business. Huh? Because he has told me, he said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, pray. If I go and start worrying, and start running around, who will, who will lend me? Who will lend me? And it's at that period that the devil will show you like this. Almost everybody you think this person has, has reached, you said, my wife just delivered though, and the, the hospital has collected all the money. <laughs> I say, even God is going to send the money. I went home. Then as I got home, <laughs> I got a call from her. It's Uncle C. You can't believe it. This person sent 150,000. The other person said 170,000. Hey, we have things, or we have God has empowered us with His angels, He has empowered us with His word. But the most unfortunate thing is that most of the time we leave our angels idle, we don't give them assignments, we don't give them work to do. And if you don't give them work to do, they'll be there, they'll be watching you. Why? Because they are obedient to his command. But once you pray, instruction is given. They make it happen. If I was excited, okay. So I remember it was around five o'clock. I said, Eva. What do you have for our people to eat tomorrow morning? He said, Uncle C, the money we've collected is not even enough to pay what we have. Uh, if I should tell them, bah, if I said that they have money, they can eat on the road. <laughs> you people don't know what we go through when you come here. You say it's your 5,000 you have paid that. He said, nah. I said, no. I said, even if it's one person that is going to Taraba that doesn't have money and he goes hungry, that wouldn't be right. We must give them something to eat. Compassion is all that the Lord needs in your heart to wrought a miracle. If your heart is not filled with compassion, forget about miracle. If you are going to do it so that people will know that you have powers, devil will help you and give you the fake. And that's why when you hear that pastors, pastors, I'm not talking about church member, pastors are running to Babalawos to go and look for powers. Why are they doing that? Because they know that they want so that people will see that they have done this so that their churches will grow and become like after that what compassion must arise in your heart if you must if god must use you to do the supernatural 
Love must arise in your heart. There is no way you would do the supernatural through the power of the Holy Ghost without being moved by compassion. And I was just thinking about how these children, some of them came from Jigawa, some came from Oweri and all that. How are they going to go? At least let them eat something before they go. There are some that had money that can buy things on the road. But hey, even if it's one person, and that person that doesn't have money, is not likely going to ask anybody to give him. He might be quiet there. I said, please, we must give him something. If that's okay, Uncle C, if you say so, let's see what we can do. I said, okay, I'm saying so, all right? <laughs> you just do it. Another thing that is necessary for the supernatural to happen, obedience. Once you hear the word, Peter said, Lord, we have toiled all the night and we didn't catch anything. Lord, we know, we know you are a master, but when it comes to fishing, we are professionals. We have tried all the necessary places that you can catch this fish. He said, we've toiled all the night, but we couldn't. And he said, but at your word, obedience, at your word, because the spirit of God will speak to your heart. The spirit of God will speak to your heart. Do this. And most of the times, what he's telling you to do is contrary to the laws of nature. And as you obey him, then you have positioned yourself for a miracle. At your word, we will lay down the net. And the scripture said, they cast the net. And by the time they are trying to bring it, they couldn't because the catch was enormous. And as they dragged it, Peter dropped it and knew who the man was and worshipped. That was supernatural. And that was what Eva said. Eva said, Uncle C, we will give them, we will give them. And they went ahead and started planning and to do that. I went there in the evening, that was Saturday evening, and we had a wonderful time. Right? Those who were there of last year's boot camp. We had a wonderful time that, that Saturday night. And we finished. So after that, Eva ran to me. It's Uncle C, Uncle C. I said, yes. I was laughing. I said, yes. I said, Uncle C. Something's happened. I said, uh-huh. Money has come back. We paid that back. You know? And she said, the money that was sent, of course we knew by my calculation, the money that she told me, there was no way we was going to sort out everything. She said she went, they went and withdrew the money and decided to pay the woman. If am I right? Uh-huh. And they paid the woman, I think it was 200, right? Thereabouts. Paid the woman. No, 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 no. Gave the woman, I think it was supposed to be 150, they gave the woman. The woman took the money, counted it. And say you gave me two hundred thousand. He said no, it's one fifty we gave you. We counted this money. This is not the time we 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 can pay one one thousand naira extra. Nah. 
You can't pay, you, you can't even pay 151 when you know you want to pay 150 at this stage. Not to talk of pay to pay 50 extra. The one woman said that pay 200, give them. And they counted the money they withdrew. Of course, I think her limit was supposed to be 150. There was no way she could have withdrawn 200 with her card that day. So, they counted. And it was 200. Hallelujah. They paid the woman. Paid her her money. Took the rest. It was then, it dawned on them that God was doing something. And that was how they started paying. Everybody that they owed, they were counting from the same money. And they were paying. Counting from the same money. And they were paying. Counting from the same money. They paid the Ketra, the remaining part of Ketra's own pay. And they paid until the, they paid money for the toilet. You guys broke. <laughs> I think that was the last one, right? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. And by the time they finished paying, that was the last thing we were owing. By the time they finished paying that, the money stopped. I thought you would have been clapping by now. The Bible says those who know their God, they will be strong and they will do exploits. I'm calling you to a life of, see, I'm calling you to a life that is far beyond the natural. Because your eyes are seeing the problems and they're weighing you so much down. You are seeing it and it's being interpreted in your brain and the devil also magnifies it. And then you are scared. The children of Israel, the Lord says, go and possess the land. I've given this land unto you. And they went, the spies went, 12 of them. And when they got in there, and they saw that the land actually was flowing with milk and honey. The fruit, they even brought some of the fruits from the land and came back. And 12, I mean, 10 of them said, Truly, oh, truly, 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 truly. I don't know why they should believe part of the word and decide to reject part of it. He said, truly, the land is really flowing with milk and honey. See the things we brought. But let also be factual, oh, that's when you run into trouble. When you say, let's be real, let's be real, let's be real, you know. This one is not spirit, spirit, let's be real. Okay. We've been talking about uh, our center, Wawap Center. I mean, Wawap Place. Okay? God has given us a name for that place. It's going to be called Bethel. Right? It's going to be called Bethel. As we were praying in my house, Abuja Center was praying. That word came. And the Lord told me, that is the word. I wasn't the one. I think it was even somebody that was talking and was talking. The Lord said, that's the name. Or the place. Okay? We are saying it. For us, it looks how is it going to be from these people that you are seeing here? Uh -uh. God has never done it like that in Wawaf. Just takes few. The unlikelies. Those are the people that he uses. Okay? Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. That place will come to be in the name of Jesus. Because heaven has ordained it. We are about 20 years now. We cannot be running every year. We start running. Please, can you give us your place? Can you give us? No. No, 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 no. It cannot be. Enough. And by the Spirit of God, he said, it's enough. And we are stretching into the spirit realm to receive that place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the past 19, 20 years of YWAP, that was the first time God multiplied money for us. We have seen him multiply food during boot camp. (laughs) Some of you, you come for boot camp, you don't even know what goes on down in the kitchen. At times you don't have enough. But the one that has been cooked, you see God multiplying it. You are feeding the people and food is still remaining. Feeding the people, food is remaining. Feeding them until the last person has taken them, food finishes. That is the realm God wants to take us to. But we must tap into it. We must. By faith, we must tap into it. We are not doing it so that the whole world people will come and see and say that, hey, that man they call Uncle C has grown big. Nonsense. Not interested in fame. But when we look at it and we know that there are so many lives that can be transformed if we have a facility of our own, then God will give it to us. Or he has, heaven has already ratified it. So we are waiting for, just for the manifestation. And you see what will happen? God will put it in the hearts of men and women that this is a just cause. Because there are, there are, there are so many thousands that will need help. And that's why we are pressing that's why we are pressing. Hallelujah. I was in the UK two weeks ago. It was around two weeks. Yeah. And the Lord started speaking to me. And he said that the year Wawap is entering into is the year of supernatural acceleration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when he says that, it doesn't mean only YWAP. It means each and every one of you that is seated here that will tap into it. He said it's divine speed. Divine acceleration. Can we quickly turn to Mark? Mark chapter 6. I'll just do that and quickly round up because I think I'm Hallelujah. Mark chapter six. Can we read verse forty five? Forty five. Okay, what has happened is that before this, Jesus had just finished feeding the um, feeding five thousand men and their families, and he now told his disciples, "Okay, enter the boat, move yonder, I will join you." Hallelujah. That's the mark of a leader. 
Let me tidy up things. Not the one you will go. So, okay, you guys tidy up things, all right? Are my center coordinators here? You must be a servant leader. Okay? And Jesus told them. He says, and straight away he constrained his disciples to get into the sheep and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida. Why he sent away the people. Okay? So they entered the sheep and started going. And Jesus, of course, tidied up, did the necessary counseling that needed to be done. And those that needed laying on of hands, he laid, you know, and all that. And then he sent them away. And the scripture says, and when he had sent them away, he didn't say, okay, this is the time to go. But, but, but it's funny. The disciples didn't ask him, how are you going to cross over? They didn't. Well, probably there was an extra boat somewhere that they believed he would come with. He says, and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to do what? To pray. This is very important. And that's usually where we miss it. When a mighty miracle has happened, we go telling the testimony and all that and all that, and we forget to go back. To go and put ourselves together so that more can come. God is going to use you to lay hands on people who are crippled and they will walk. And when it happens, it's not the time to go and print a complimentary card. The man that raised the cripple. Are we hearing me? Please don't tell me that you are small. No, 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 no. You are not. God is good. I don't know why your orthopedic things are coming to me this morning. God is going to use you to raise the crippled. People who who cannot walk. And when that happens, what do you do? Because people will say, okay, this is the greatest man now. See, most of our ministers are killed by the people. Because when it happens, now they now start hailing him, start hailing him. It happened to Jesus. He said, you are a king. Jesus withdrew from them. The Bible said, Jesus did not give himself to them because he knew the hearts of men. I'm saying this to you because you are going to be great people, each and every one of you. And when the greatness comes, don't allow yourself to be prematurely terminated. Pride, pride, arrogance will kill the anointing. If you've laid your hands on one cripple and he walks, there are so many other cripples that need to walk. So don't finish yourself with that one cripple. And then, now you'll be talking, uh, 20 years ago, I laid my hands on the cripple, and he what? For 20 years, what, then what did you do? He said, well, from there I flew to Chicago, from Chicago I flew to Australia, and from Australia. So what happened after that? After Jesus has fed them, a great miracle that has never happened before happened, what did he do? No. Move back. Move back. And when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountain 
to pray. And if you go through the scriptures, you know this was the custom of Jesus. He will always leave them. He will go and pray. And if Jesus went to pray, my guy, you need to... You get back? If Jesus went back to pray, you cannot build on that euphoria. And that's what the devil wants. Once you build on that, it's a cool. He will find it more. People will hail you, hail you, hail you, hail you. Then when he takes the rug, you know, from under your feet, you start wondering what happened. <clears throat> he went to pray to reinforce. Okay? We are talking about divine supernatural acceleration for you. In your academics, God is going to give you divine acceleration. In the name of Jesus, if before you read one hour and you are struggling to start to understand, by the time you are hitting the 15th minute, you're understanding everything in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, I didn't say if you go and sleep throughout, the Lord will reveal expo to you. No, if you go and read, God will cause you to accelerate beyond your capacity in the name of Jesus. And for those of you that are into businesses, as you lay your hands to do your business and you are diligent in your business, the things that have taken people 10-15 years to accomplish, within 2-3 years, God will cause you to accomplish it in the mighty name of Jesus. But remember, you must pray. Because he emphasized that. That is one of the basic principles that you need to regulate the system. You must pray. Now let's go. Next, next verse. He says, and when even was come, his disciples have gone. The ship was in the midst of the sea. And he alone on the land. There might be times you need to be alone in this venture. There might be times you need to draw away from your friends, from the crowd that you know, so that you can incubate the ideas that God is putting in your heart. Hallelujah. Let's go. And he says... From there, he saw them toiling. He said, and he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. There was storm. Devil will resist you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, and about the fourth watch of the night. Do we, do we have New Living Translation? I think that fourth watch is about 3 a.m. or so. It's about 3 a.m. It says about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed. Please, get this for me in New Living Translation. We'll understand it better. Does anybody have New Living Translation? Otherwise, um, let me try and get it here. I want to look at it. If you don't mind. Um, 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 um. Oh, okay. He saw them being beautiful. He saw them being battered. I think we are understanding it better now, right? He saw them being battered as they rolled because the wind was against them. Around three in the morning 
came toward them walking on the sea and wanted to pass them. You can imagine people that started probably from sundown. You getting it? They were rowing, trying to cross over. And Jesus went to pray. Finished praying. The journey that these people have done for almost nine hours in the twinkling of an eye, he just walked on water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People might have said that your life is not progressing. They might have called you names. And they have looked at you. Some might have said, you cannot amount to anything. And they say, I have watched you now for the past how many years? Every day you are praying and praying and praying. And they tell you, that literally, they tell you, show me one thing that you have put your hands on that didn't fail. Today, you are coming in contact with something that will give you a supernatural acceleration in the mighty name of Jesus. So that what your mates have toiled for for the past nine years, in one year, God gives it to you. And God is not going to give it to you so that they will know that you have arrived. But so that his name might be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another typical example of divine acceleration, which is born in the place of prayer and in the place of faith, in the place of compassion. You remember? He said he saw them being battered and immediately he moved. Compassion. Again? He knew that they needed help. In these days of manifesting the supernatural, you must not see problem and walk away. If you see problem and walk away, just know that you have missed one miracle. Hallelujah. Once there is a problem, just know that there is a God that can solve it. And God has positioned you as his ambassador to solve that problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think it's in First Kings, First Kings chapter 18. If you can get it, First Kings chapter 18. 18, around 20. I'll do quickly and round up now. Is it 12 o'clock? First Kings chapter 18. Nelson, I'm waiting. Okay, let's check verse 20. Twenty-one. Ah, okay. I think we have to move. Let's fast track. Let's move down. Can you get to thirty? Let me see what thirty has for us. 
No. Okay, let, let me just talk about it. Nothing such it is, is, is ever down the line. Elijah and, the, and Ahab at Mount Carmel, Elijah has finished having a you know, victorious outing with the prophets of Baal. And I, I, I just want you to get the place that he told Ahab, I can hear the abundance of rain. Okay? It's just down the line. Just, just check it down. You'll get it. Right. And he has had, had a tremendous victory. Tremendous victory. Like I told us, in this life of, in this supernatural living, please, don't pitch your tent, you know, when you have one miracle. I'm pleading with you. Don't pitch your tent. Just see that that one miracle should be a booster for you to have faith in God to do more. The God that was able to, you know, raise the lame, he's also capable of opening the eyes of the blind. Okay? He's also capable of feeding, you know, so many people with the few. All right? Elijah has finished destroying about 300, right? About 300 prophets of Baal. He commanded fire. Fire came from heaven. I mean, that is supernatural, isn't it? Consumed, you know, the, the sacrifice. And then, Ahab. Because for the past three years, there had not been rain. We remember Posey was talking about that. For the past three years, there had not been rain. Because Elijah prayed that there would not be rain. And there was no rain. Three, three and a half years. And now, it was time for this rain to come. And Elijah told Ahab, he said, I can hear the abundance of rain. Yeah. Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of a rainstorm. They've not had rain for the past three and a half years. And now he said, I can hear it. The things that you will hear, others may not hear. So, don't wait to be validated by what other people are saying or seeing. Are we hearing me? When I was praying, I heard the Spirit of God say that the angels have walked into this place. I'm sure some of us will say, where are they? What's Uncle C talking about now? But they're here. They're listening. And they want to do certain things in our lives this morning. Don't wait to be validated by anybody. Let the word of God and the word that he has spoken to you validate you. In the middle of dry season, not dry season that we just experienced for six months or three months, for three and a half years, he says, I can hear a sound of abundance of rain. The other one said, I can hear the sound of, you know, a rainstorm. Not just drizzle. Let's go. Sound of abundance of rain, yeah? Next, quickly. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the mountain of Carmel, to the, mount, to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees, yep? And said to his servant, what was he doing when he put his face there? He was praying, communicating with heaven. But his word has already gone forth. 
There are times that you will pray for a particular thing and it doesn't seem to manifest immediately. It's not a time to pack out bed. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I talk now, why did it not come? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is the time to go and put your head between your knees. I see the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He says, He told his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, There is nothing. <laughs> he said that you prayed for me, that I'm still feeling the symptoms. You said that I'm going to get a job, a better job. The one I even have, they have sacked me. <laughs> they will want to mess up that word that comes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very well. Yes, but he will want you to agree with him. Yes, yes, sir. And that's one thing you must make sure you don't. Don't agree with the devil. Because if you agree with him at that particular point in time, he said, he said when they say they pray for me, the symptoms are still here. Say, yeah, the symptoms are here. And said, this is the talk said. They just open their mouth and talk. Mm, yes, you have, with your own mouth, yes, destroyed yes, your sir. miracle that yes, was sir. on the way. Yes, he said, and said, I can see nothing. And he said, Go again. I'm sure the servant went, came back. He saw that no show. He said, Go again. He went. Or that thing, just as it was, so, Go again. Seven times. Seven times. So when you pray for somebody that is sick, and it looks as if the sickness is getting worse, don't think that the word has not gone in yes, sir. to do what it's yes, supposed sir. to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go down with it. Yeah. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. Amen. 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 For instance, you pray for somebody that is paralyzed, that is numb. And then all of a sudden he said, I'm feeling a little sensation, right? It's just like the hand of a man coming up from the sea. Probably by then it's not working. That is not a time to say, uh, is it, is it not? No. Stay, 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 stay. Because your miracle is about to happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can see the hand of a man. A cloud by the hand of a man. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, prepare your chariot. And get it down that the rain stopped the not. Ahab was the king, he had a chariot. Okay? He said, Go up, go and tell the president. Okay? Move with your escorts, with your uh, Mercedes S500, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Move, 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 so that you are not stopped. Right? Let's go. With me. And the, I love the Bible. It always say, and it came to pass. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it came to pass. I remember when we needed, we needed a studio in Kaduna. Yes, sir. 
And the Lord told us, I came out and declared it to them. I said, 40 days we have a studio here. If we don't have a studio here, you can walk out and know that the Lord did not send us a recording studio. And he was like, how was it going to be? Some people were afraid for me. When you hear the word of the Lord, don't be afraid to speak it forth. Yes, sir. Yes. Say it. People, some will doubt it. It's their business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. At the 40th day, didn't we dedicate it? We did, sir. And the word of the Lord came yesterday. He said we should pray for seven months, right? Yes, sir. That we should pray for seven months. I really wish you can just catch him to it. Let's pray for seven months. We have prayed for 60 days. We have prayed for 120 and 180 days. Yeah. Now he says seven months. Why not? Let's pray. And you see what God will do. It's a time to build up yourself spiritually. Don't say, okay, you people doing that. All the centers, it's an instruction. And we are not going to fail. Don't worry. You will pray. Makoti people, I know they love praying. They will pray. Kaduna, you will pray. Abuja, you must pray. You must. I know Abuja will love enjoyment. They will must pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we are not praying only for the Wawa Center. Yes, sir. Yes, we sir. also pray. You are praying and building up yourself yes, for the supernatural. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can imagine if all yes, of us walk out here. Praying, and we are hearing, you know, good news from every part of this country. Yes, that in this center, they just entered the streets and they were just raising all the lame people there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That the blind people were seeing. Yes, See, you don't need to start talking about Boko Haram or start talking about heads yes, That's the truth. The supernatural validates to say this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we must cash into it. Let me quickly tidy up. Did you move it? Let me quickly tidy up. He said, and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Ahab rode in his chariot. You see, at times our leaders can be very selfish. Yes, sir. He didn't ask the man of God, where are you going to stay? But let's see what happened. Next verse. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his coins and ran before Ahab to the trust of Jezreel. Hallelujah. Yeah. I thought it would have been God in good plan there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. These are the things that the Lord wants to do in your life. These are the things the Lord wants to do in my life. Enough of mediocrity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are created for greatness. We mustn't settle for less. No, no, no. We mustn't. We mustn't. The scripture says the earnest expectation of the creatures waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And Jesus says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And those who believe and baptize will be saved and said this sign shall follow those that believe in my name they'll cast out demons they'll speak with new tongues 
they will heal the sick. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. You know, I, I had I had I had one one testimony. One of us. I don't need to mention name. You all know the person, but I wouldn't mention the person's name. Happened to be working with some politicians, you know, recently. And he was working with a commissioner and um, there were people who had been there long time before him but when he came because of the spirit of excellence that rested upon him the commissioner wanted to work more with him i said he got home one day you know staying in the commissioner's place and he still wanted made food ready and and gave him food he had the food, he ate it and ate it well and was happy with himself and was, you know, resting. The girl will come and look at him and will go back. She will come. He said, I'll go. He said, then what is the problem? He said, okay, I'm just checking. Are you okay? He said, I'm okay, I'm fine. The girl did and did and did. At the point, she couldn't hold it any further. She started crying. He started crying. He came and met her. He said, what is the problem? What is the problem? Did you lose somebody? She said, uh, yes, I lost somebody. I lost somebody from my village. I lost somebody. He said, he was consoling her. Then at the point, she said, I can't hold it. I will talk. And while she was saying, I will talk, the commissioner walked in. And said, talk. He said, yeah, that or that, that or that, uncle. Went and bought a sniper and gave me, and I put it in the food that, 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 that I gave you to eat. I used it to put the food I gave you to eat. Sniper, we know what sniper does, but yes, sir. Yes, sir. a whole bottle of sniper. You don't even need plenty to, to snap out the person's life. I'm not talking of something that is fine. He is one of us here, he is in the camp. And this is not something that happened in 1982. This happened only last year. And because of that, of course they got the guy. You know, picked the guy up. I started asking him. They confessed. He said, I can this guy come now from nowhere. Me that had been a level, is level, 12 and 11, 14 officer. Attached to the minister. You come and take the shine out of me. It's not proper. So he wanted to take the shine out of his life. He didn't know that he had the greater one in him. Yes, sir. I guess you don't know what you carry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, and they shall drink deadly things and it will not hurt them. It will not hurt them. This is the time to manifest yes, the supernatural. Yes, if you are not manifesting the supernatural, you've killed yourself or you've changed yourself. Yes, because the people that are in the world, they're also manifesting supernatural on the yes, other sir. side. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you must preach this gospel with power, it must come with the demonstration of signs and yes, wonders. Yes, sir. And Jesus said, These signs shall follow them. I want to encourage you in this meeting. The meeting is not over yet. You must tarry before God and get what God has proposed for you. This is no longer time you go home and the devil is, is harassing your family anyhow. Yes, sir. 
take your crown and take authority. Come see your father. Is that my father? He's a very, very responsible man. Is he responsible? As you are confessing that he's irresponsible, he's becoming more irresponsible. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take authority over that demon that comes over him and he starts to misbehave. Yes, sir. The demon that decides that, okay, you have five, six children that are all intelligent. That's the time you remember that their mother is no longer fine and you decide to go and start chasing another person. Hey, break his legs. Yes, sir. When I mean break his legs, I didn't say carry something and break his legs. Go on your knees in, your, in the spirit and say, Father, I stop him. Yes, sir. Turn his face against that other woman. Yes, sir. Don't allow devil to, 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 to harass you and harass your family. Yes, sir. Let them know that there is a priest in the house there. Yes, sir. You declare a faith and it stands. God doesn't just want to raise us up so that we go to church, we come back, everything, everybody starts running to the pastor. The pastor is a human being. He has his own problems. He has his own problems. Each and every one of us are carriers yes, of sir. this power. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All you need to qualify to carry this power is if you believe in him. Yes, That's all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you believe in him. Hallelujah. Shall we rise? Hallelujah. We are going to be praying. We are going to be praying. But I want to address the people that came out here. Yesterday night, if you don't mind, sit down because those at the back will not see. Just sit down briefly. Sit down briefly. Sit down briefly. <clears throat> I was burdened yesterday, that yesterday night to to pray for you. Those who are hurt and who are abused in one way or the other. I know not all of you came out. Especially the guys. Some of them were too macho. <laughs> In the things of the spirit, you don't do macho like that. Whenever the angel has stirred the water, you better jump in. Hallelujah. Okay, just a kind of assurance. Somebody sent me, you know, a WhatsApp message of what the Lord revealed to him. Please, Nelson, can you just show it what? Can you show it? Where you get it? Okay. Okay. Now he says, why I was... The Lord just revealed this to him. He said, why I was about to lay hands on the people who have been abused. He said, I saw a jar of oil pouring out. Hallelujah. Why we pray? Amen. Amen. The Lord Himself anointed you last night. And He says, I'll still refer that, but He says, every yoke is broken by the reason of the anointing. He said, I saw something like a liquid 
a liquid fire born from the ground. Anointed from up. Liquid fire from, from the ground. Okay? A liquid fire born from the ground up and the loop all that came out. And it looked like it was moving from the crown to the feet, to the body, and then to the head. Hallelujah. I think I think this is this is good. This is good. Okay. Now it says the fire pumps as though it was pouring out things. And when it was done, is it finished? Okay, when it was done, it says. I saw golden beings. Hallelujah. <laughs> I told you earlier on that angels walked in here. They were also here last night. Amen. And not only the angels. He says, I saw golden beings standing and I heard the voice say, My bride. Okay, this one now is talking about you. He says, My bride. Without spot. Without blemish. Hallelujah. I thought we did that to the Lord. My bride, without spot and without blemish. And he says, Rejoice and be glad, for God has done you well. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That is complete deliverance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Complete. Yes, sir. Anointed. And the fire of the Most High God came out of everything. Every root of bitterness. That's why it came from the ground. Every root of bitterness. Every root of pain. Now, He has prepared you for the supernatural. Are we hearing me? Yes, the thing that caused you pain before. You know, the Bible talks, He says, Yeah, the things that caused you pain. Now it's going to bring joy to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I have one of my friends that the devil thought he was going to mess up. You know, at the end of the day, she had two of her lungs. Um, she had lung transplant, bilateral lung transplant. My very good friend. And after the lung transplant, she went into coma for about. Is it six weeks or so? By the time she woke up, she found out that they were going to cut her two hands and cut her two legs. But at the end of the day, her two legs were amputated. But her hands recovered. Now she uses prosthesis to walk. She walks, you wouldn't know that she has amputation. But now, where this Prosthesis carry her to. When she had her normal legs, she couldn't defend those places. She's now going around the world preaching the gospel. Using the instrument that the devil thought that he has used in finishing her. I went with her to Hot FM and she was talking, they decided to tell her, you know. And while she was talking and talking and talking, they were just, she told them her story and all that. By the time she now removed the prosthesis, all the people in the studio started weeping. 
say, what? You have this and you have this joy in your heart? The joy bubbles from inside. And she calls those processes feet of grace. And she said, where my natural legs couldn't take me to, this feet of grace is taking me to those places. And she should it as a witness for the Lord. And if she is doing that, you have your two legs, I don't see why you cannot be a witness for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the thing that the devil thought he has used to mess you up would be a point of, you know, an instrument to witness in your hands. And you should have slapped the devil on his face. When the devil thought he has finished you, God is turning it around. Turning it around. Shall we all rise?